This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. of the Miller's Edge, the Talking Tuesday, as we like to call it, right here on Tide 100.9. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. If you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain, waking up stiff and sore, hurts to get around, kind of like me, uh, I have those days. I know I'm, I'm not the oldest, but I have those days. You know, football will do that to you. Head on over to the Good Feet Store. Give them a try. Those premium art supports are phenomenal at eliminating and, alle- and alleviating that pain. You'd be surprised at how, how important, you know, your arches and, and having that proper balance is in terms of, of keeping that pain away. So go check those guys out. They're over in Midtown Village. It's try before you buy. You've got nothing to lose. They'll take good care of you. Go holler at Douglas. He's phenomenal at what he does. He'll get you situated. They even got the nice Brooks shoes in there. Uh, if you like to run like myself, got a nice run in this morning. Uh, so go check them out. Again, that's in Midtown Village, the Good Feet store, or go to goodfeet.com. Again, that's Good Feet, America's art support experts. Glad everybody's in here today. We had a good time last night. We headed over to the T-Mobile event that I have been speaking about for the past week or so, and it was uh, an amazing turnout. It was at the T-Mobile store in the Patriot Center over on Highway 69 South. Uh, It was really cool. A lot of fans uh, got to attend and and come and get free autographs. Again, free. I tried to tell you guys, so if you weren't there, you missed out, guys. I mean, you could have got free autographs from Terion Arnold, Kool-Aid McKinstry, uh, Kendrick Blackshire, Deontay Lawson, those guys were taking pictures and giving autographs for free in the T-Mobile store. Um, plus, they're handing out uh, gift bags with all type of good stuff. I have T-Mobile. They're my service provider. They're also the official provider of the Crimson Tide Athletics. And so I was able to get me the new iPhone 15 Pro Max. So it was a, it was a great evening, a great event. Big Al was there dancing. You can go check out. I posted a quick little video and some pictures uh, from the event. So you can go check that out on the Miller's Edge Twitter or our Instagram page, at the Miller's Edge. But again, thanks to T-Mobile um, for that fun event, putting that on for the fans. It, again, it was a free event. I mean, you can't, you can't, you don't find that often, folks. A free event to get free autographs and free prizes and game tickets. It was great. So that was a lot of fun. We did that last night. Uh, but again, today is a Tuesday, a talking Tuesday. We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts going into this week? Again, this is a bye week, uh, so no game this weekend. But Alabama is very much... Uh, at practice and preparing, right? They're not preparing necessarily for an opponent this weekend, but they're, you know, they're going back to the drawing board. Uh, typically, I, I can break that down a little bit, talk about how these bye weeks work, um, because a lot of people just assume it's a week off, 
It's far from that. Definitely not a week off. Now, in the NFL, sometimes guys do get weeks off. It's not, it's not common, but an example would be last week. I'm sure he wouldn't mind me sharing this, but C.J. Mosley, a great family friend of mine. He had a bye week. He's with the Jets still. Obviously, you guys know him from his time here. You know, Probably on his way to Canton, the way he's playing right now, but he had a bye week last week. Their coach gave him the whole week off, and that's not very common, but that's definitely nice to have. Um, but in terms of Alabama, in the way they uh, handle bye weeks, it's a lot different. You're going to practice all the way up until about Thursday, right? And I think that's, you know, very beneficial. You know, if guys are banged up, you know, they they probably will, you know, rehab and do everything they need to do on their end. But for the most part, we're going to go back to camp-style practices, which are those hard practices, good-on-good practices. Um, it's going to be physical. You're going to get after it. Um, but ultimately, it's a, it's a week to reevaluate yourself, to assess the team. You're going to look at all the good things that you've done at this point in the season, all the things that you can improve upon, things you, you haven't done so well. And so that's that's ultimately what these guys will be doing this week. They're going to be practicing. They're going to be going hard. But then Thursday, once they've you know put their time in, they've got a good, good week of work in, uh, they'll be cut loose. So they'll have Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, and you got to report back Sunday. So a nice little weekend uh, break. Uh, I'm trying to think typically on my bye weeks, now, I'm from South Carolina, um, but my family moved here when I was in school here. So I, I, I typically, when I would get the time off, I would try to either go do some things that I enjoy doing, try to get away from football, try to go fishing or kind of hang out outside, maybe go golf, or if there was something going on. A lot of guys like to go back home. They are from further away. They get a chance to go back home and go to a high school game. I did that a couple times. Um, just whatever you, you enjoy doing, that's the time to do it because – once you, you know, this is your last really break until, you know, we always typically played, and not typically, every year I played in the postseason. So you, you're not really on a break either. You know, when everybody else is on, you know, winter break or whatever it's called, you're, you're still practicing for that. You know, you might get a little bit of a Christmas break, but this is probably the, the only break you'll have until, you know, once the season has concluded, you'll have a little bit of a break before workouts start up, which is not also not long, but the biggest break is in May. But anyway, talking about the bye week and, uh, that's typically how it goes. You're going to practice till Thursday, and you'll have a break uh, for the weekend, which is nice. These guys deserve it. You know, when you're playing this game, especially in the SEC, it's brutal. It's tough. Guys are nicked up, beat up. Even the guys that aren't out, so to speak, you know, they, trust me, they're beat up. You know, just because they're on the field doesn't mean they're healthy. You know, they're they're out there, but, you know, they're, they're, they're battling with all those nicks and bruises. So this is a great time to kind of get healthy. So I'm, I'm excited for that because um, we got obviously have a big matchup the following week against LSU, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, Texas A&M being that game that circled, that big game that everybody's looking forward to, the arguably the toughest challenge on the schedule. We took care of that business, uh, had a tough matchup against Tennessee last week. But now you look at this LSU team, they're kind of getting it back together. They had a, a, a big showing uh, last week. I guess, I guess they played as an Army, uh, but I think they put up 62 points. Um, so, you know, again, I get the opponent, obviously an inferior opponent, Army, Love Army, love all my servers, men and women, but football team, they're not so great. They're 2-5 and five this year. <laughs> you know, LSU put up 62 points on them. So here's the thing about LSU. We won't dive too deep in them. We got, we got plenty of time to talk about them. But when you look at, you know, this LSU team, they have a really good offense, really good quarterback in Jaden Daniels. Defense has, you know, been coming along, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough matchup. And it's another one of those revenge redemption games. Um, so hopefully we have the right attitude. But, the bottom line is, look, we got to focus on what we can control. As long as we play our standard of football, our brand of football, I'm not worried. I get they have a good offense. I get they got some good players. 
I get that they're, you know, they're trending in the right direction, but at the same time, we got it. We got home field advantage this time around, right? Our defense has been lights out this season. Our offense has slowly been coming along. We've seen improvement. One thing I definitely saw improvement, you know, pass pro to me was a little bit better against Tennessee, right? You know, what really excited me was I finally saw some chipping, right? If you go back and watch the tape, you saw Robbie Oots lined up over there, getting a shoulder into that defensive end, and it made a difference. There was, a, there was one throw, and honestly, there's probably a couple throws, but there's one specifically I was watching, and um, Jalen Miller had all the time in the world, and largely that was contributed to having a chipper in there, what we had been talking about. And it's just so important because just that little action, Robbie Oots still was able to get out in his route. He just, he gave the defensive end a chip on his way out. And that just, that subtle of a chip made a world's difference. Shaylen Miller had all the time in the pocket, delivered a strike, big completion. And so again, those type of things are, are the, the things we've been looking to see. I like the play calling that we saw, you know, some screens thrown in there, jet sweep, quarterback design runs. We're trending in the right direction on offense. So I like that. I like what I'm seeing. Milrose gaining confidence. Again, not perfect. No, you know, nobody is. You know, he's definitely, you know, still, you know, a couple throws he probably wants back. But at the end of the day, he, he got the job done. And that's what matters. But um, again, it's a talking Tuesday. You know, we like to, to bring it to the people. Let's go ahead and bring it to the people. I think we're getting my brother hooked up now. But while we do that, let's head on out to yep, the phone I'm lines. Good to go. There you go. All right. We got my brother on here. Two checks. My brother, Corey Jr. or CJ, is here. So we'll have him alongside us. But let's go out to the phone lines and hear from Joseph. Joseph, how are you this morning? appreciate you calling. Always do. You always give us some good topics to talk about. But here, here's the thing, Joseph, right? I mean, I, I said it the other day, and then I got to say it again. I mean, I just don't understand what the point is, is still talking about Jalen Milrow in terms of assessing him or criticizing him. I told you, you know what you're getting out of him, an extremely athletic quarterback who's still gaining experience, and he's still learning and growing as a, as a passer, right? I mean, and that's okay. You know why it's okay? Because you have no choice. Uh, for it to be okay because he's the only guy that's prepared for the job right now. I mean, we saw what the other two guys were capable of. He's the guy for the job, and that does not mean he's perfect. That does not mean he's the best ever. But again, there's no, I mean, you can't cry over spilled milk, right? You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy, and and he's learning and growing. He's inexperienced, um, and he's gaining that experience. 
But I mean, to say he's the worst quarterback, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I, again, you, I don't think it's fair to compare him to some of these other guys. They're totally different, you know, types of quarterbacks. Other guys had a, a plethora of experience playing. You know, again, he's this. He's this is his first season really starting. He had that one game last season against A uh, and M, filled in at Arkansas. But this is his first season starting. So, um, you know, I, again, I everybody's you know you know everybody can have their opinions and and and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day. The guy does some really good things. I mean, I, I'll pull up his numbers again. I mean, you just got to give him credit where credit's due. And uh, by no means is he perfect. No quarterback is. I mean, look, Caleb Williams, I don't know if you saw this, but the guy who's, you know, arguably the number one uh, pick in this upcoming draft, the guy that they're saying is better than Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback prospect we've ever seen in the last 25 years. I mean, they're saying all types of stuff. And the guy is really good. But, I mean... I don't know if you've watched him the last couple of games, but I mean, his team's out of the playoff contention. Now, I want to say he threw, do we know how many interceptions he threw last week? Did it, I want to say he threw at least two. I know against Notre oh, Dame two weeks ago, it was three. Okay, so it was Notre Dame two weeks ago, excuse me. But yeah, he threw three interceptions about uh, against Notre Dame. Right, and this guy is considered the best quarterback prospect in the last 25 years, right? And so... Again, I mean, I think we're just putting a microscope on a Jalen Milrow, and I feel bad for him because, I mean, again, he's following he's following the footsteps of a Heisman winning quarterback who was more of a pocket passer. You know what I mean? Like he's is is comparing apples to oranges. And you look at Jalen Milrow. I mean, his numbers. I mean, he's he's doing just fine. He's working with what he's got, right? I mean, he's in a system that probably isn't necessarily the best system for his skill set, but he's slowly gaining more confidence and, and comfortability back there. And and Look, at the end of the day, I'm going to ride with a guy like him who's, who's passionate, who's got great energy, great leadership, uh, who wants to be the best that he can be. He, I mean, again, he, he'll probably be the first one to tell you he's got things to improve on. But you're seeing him, you know, try to improve. He's doing his best. And, and I'm going to stick with a guy like, you know, a, a guy like that, you know, all day, every week. Right. Because, again, the, the, the main point of this is, <laughs> Joseph, is that, you know, we can complain about, oh, well, you know, he struggles here, he struggles there. OK, but then let's put somebody else to then see what they do. We did that. I, oh, I forgot. Yeah, I we guarantee did that you, USF. <laughs> right. I guarantee you, if you put any of the other quarterbacks in, this is in no way any disrespect. You're not seven and one and number nine in the country right now. So absolutely not. No, no, and that's a fact. It's not disrespect. It's just because they're not ready either, and that's okay. Again, I mean, it, you know, it's not necessarily okay if you want to win. But what I'm saying is, you can't crush the guys. Like if they're not there, they're not there. Right. There's no. There's no need to to keep. You know, just harping on it because it's just no point you know what i mean there's, there's no point like it's the best guy you got you got you got to live by him you got to die by him like it's plain and simple and again he's doing good things you just said it's seven and one no he, he kept us in that texas game again yeah he had some mistakes there but the guy has been doing well he's shown that he can do it we just got to get it uh, consistently and again i hate that we keep you know you know putting the microscope on him because it's not just him folks the offensive line you, you're saying that you know, you you think I'm not saying this. You think that he's one of the worst quarterbacks we've had. I don't agree with that. But then, what what about the, what do you call this offensive line? I'm not taking a shot at them, but I'm just saying if you're going to hold him accountable for everything, you need to hold everybody else accountable. This you, offensive you gotta line. You got to have time to throw the ball, man. Yeah, you got to have time to throw the football. You got to have protection. You got to be able to run the football to help take pressure off the quarterback. Right? Those all are factors in this, right? It's not just on one guy. The quarterback's going to get the most praise and the biggest blame. We all know that. But here's the thing. I, again, and I, I love this offensive line. I know they're taking you know, the steps in the right direction. I'm not saying they're playing 
uh, their best football. But I, I like their passion. I like that they're trying to be better. And here's the thing about them. They're, you know, like fourth in the country in sacks giving up, right? I mean, I don't hear any talk about, I mean, again, and I don't want anybody talking about them. I'm all, I got to protect my guys because I know they're trying. But at the same time, if you're going to criticize him, you got to you got to share the blame with them. You got to like it, it, you got to again, I'm not taking a shot at any coaches, but coaches can help contribute. Everybody has has a finger in there. Right. Everybody has a foot in the game. You can't just point him out and say, oh, he's again, he's been playing good enough to keep you at seven to one. Yes, the defense helps out. But I guarantee you, if you go back and watch those other quarterbacks that you name, they got a lot of help from the defense, too. You might just not remember. I, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Joseph, but typically Coach Saban's teams were known to have dominant defense. They didn't, they weren't known to have these high powered offenses really until recent years. So just the last two to three years. Yeah, let's, no, let's, mean, go, let's go. A little more than that. Yeah, and I was about to say a little more than the last two or three years. Probably, you know, six, seven. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, it definitely is a little more recent. That being said, we can go ahead and take next caller. I think we had uh, Justin. Who do we have next? Sorry, I'm, I'm, my computer's all over the place. We'll go to Jeff in Tennessee. Yeah, we'll, we'll take Jeff. We haven't heard from Jeff in a while. Jeff from Tennessee. Jeff, appreciate you calling in. Welcome into the Miller's Edge. How's it going, guys? It's going well, Jeff. How are you? Not bad. I just, just want to say I watched a little bit of the game Saturday. I think uh, it looked like Alabama made some adjustments. Tennessee didn't really make any second half. Tennessee played a pretty good first half. They got to put two yeah. halves together. But Alabama's got a pretty good, pretty good football team. Will they keep going out? I know they got LSU this week. I guess so. We'll find out how how good how good they really are. I guess so. But uh, you know, uh, if you take you play with a little bit this one this week. And not have so many pills. I have a chance against against Tennessee, but I, I, I know you guys want to see the balls all over the Cats. We we know that, but I wanted to ask your pal, in South Carolina. What's he? What's he doing? How does that Missouri South Carolina game come out? Is they gonna win any games this year? <laughs> Are they two and five? Or what's their record? What, what's what's the shame? What's Beamer gonna do? Beamer ball? They gonna do anything? That's that's a great question. I'll be honest. So oh, he's I, I, not I, I, on here today. He was coach of the year, or maybe coach of the coach, coach of the sneer, coach of the coach of America. <laughs> he, he'll be out. He'll be out like Sam Pittman real quick. Pittman's on the hot seat, so he Beamer might be next. So, but uh, y'all hang in uh -oh. there, guys. And maybe South Carolina will win the game or two. They might be Kentucky out of it, but they might. Y'all hang in there, guys. Have a good week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Jeff. Well, I was about to say, my dad's still, we're getting him loaded in here. We'll get him, get him in here soon. Unfortunately, he wasn't here to hear that. He probably wouldn't have been too happy with that one, Jeff, but we'll let him respond. I, I'll, if he didn't hear that, I just, he'd think he might have. I'll definitely reiterate that and, and let him give you a response, but we're going to take a quick timeout. Uh, it's flying by. Again, this is Talking Tuesday, folks. We have a lot of people lined up on uh, the phone lines. I promise we're going to get to everybody um, as soon as we get back. We're, we're going to try to take calls throughout this whole show. Because it's a Talking Tuesday right here on the Miller's Edge. Again, we are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. But when I talk about foot, back, and knee pain, all type of pain, you can't forget about spine and sport chiropractic. They go hand in hand. If you're ever feeling, you know, out of whack, you know, you need to get a line, head on over to Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Again, they provide quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the in heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're looking for that type of relief, trust me, 
Look no further. Head on over to Spine and Sport and contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-286-2808. Again, that's Dr. Brian McDonald at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. All right, we're going to take a quick timeout. We'll be right back in a quick second, going right back to the phone lines, listening to the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC right here in the, the home of Alabama Crimson Sports. We'll be right back in a moment. Are you ready to smell better naked? I'm Dr. Christian Miller, and I want to tell you about my good friends over at Spine and Sport Chiropractic. Spine and Sport Chiropractic provides quality chiropractic services for chronic conditions, injuries, sports-related trauma, and more right here in the heart of West Alabama. Come and discover how this form of medicine can improve your overall health by addressing the original cause of your ailments instead of masking your pain. If you're in need of this type of relief, contact Dr. Brian McDonald and his team at 205-345-8102. Again, that's 205-345-8102. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon, the sky mostly sunny, the high today around 80. For tonight, mostly fair with a low at 56. Warm, dry weather continues tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 80 and 83 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tuesday right here on the Miller's Edge, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Going ahead right back out to the phone lines. We've got a lot of people lined up. We're trying to get to everybody. But before we do that, I want to remind you guys about our good friends over at Alumni Hall in Midtown Village. Remember, folks, if you want the latest and greatest Crimson Tide apparel, head on over to Alumni Hall right now. That fall weather is coming in. They've got all the hoodies, the jackets, the pullovers, you name it. They've got the polos. They've got the Yeti products. Peter Millar, everything you can think of, Alabama, they've got it. They even have the hat wall if you're like me who loves to wear hats. So go and check out Alumni Hall right now for the largest and best selection of Crimson Tide apparel. Again, that's Alumni Hall in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com where Crimson Tide fans shop. Real quick, Dad, you said you heard what Jeff said. I'm, I'm going to let you respond to that real quick, but then I want to jump back out of the phone lines because we've got a lot of people lined up. But do you want to respond to Jeff real quick about your Gamecock? Yeah. He said to get on a second. He's he's uh he's gathering oh, he's, his thoughts. He, he's getting he's gathering his thoughts. All right. That being said, let's head on out to the phone lines while we get him squared away. Justin, I'm not gonna lie, I lost the queue again. So if you don't mind, just uh throwing up. I think we have uh, is it Denon? Is Denon up? Yeah, Denon. We're gonna go right to Denon. All right, Denon. Here we go. What's up, man? How are you? Man, I'm doing great. <clears throat> I'm just gonna <laughs> what ain't gonna call in, but I ain't gonna lie. Just certain callers. Hang on. I mean, you know. Certain callers call into every show on this on this radio network every day, spouting the same stuff, same things on every show, and y'all tiptoe around mm-hmm. because I mean y'all 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 are behind the mic, y'all can't say it. I call it what it is. <laughs> Another reason why this guy don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, but y'all's answer you you kind of stole from my script on what I was going to say. You got to look at the offensive line, the youth. But then again, I think there's one other person that we we. I mean, last year, Bill O'Brien was the number one reason why we was not doing well on offense, and 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 we had defensive coordinator issues. What we got to think about this: we got a guy that's coming from Notre Dame. Okay, what they say? It's a different thing. Notre Dame ain't even got no; they're not even a conference, you know, really. 
it's a different mold. You know, you're you're putting a guy who's been driving go karts and you're throwing him in a Mercedes. I mean, he's got to learn how to drive this thing. <laughs> His learning curve. But like I said, you know, callers that call in, it irritates the stew out of me when they say, you know, I like this. this. I mean, come on. I'll call it like it is. I know why you don't like our quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'll call it You'll like it is. I see it. Thank so, you. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, God, God bless him. I hope between now and the day he meets his maker, he straightens that stuff out. Because you know, the good book says, "Pluck you out if the eyes deceiving you, but the eyes causing you to sin, pluck it out." Amen. So you got to get through this stuff. You got to get over this stuff mm. before you meet your maker. God bless him. I hope he does. But at the mm. same time, I think he cut me. Like I said, I ain't gonna mention his name. But I ain't gonna give him credit. I'm not gonna give him anything else because he's doing it basically just to get that. He's sitting back right now, smiling. That's his problem. Yeah. But the same idea is you've got to give the guy credit. You put Ty Simpson out there, how many sacks you got? Next guideline, put him in there, how many sacks you got? you got to realize we've got a youthful offensive line that are learning. We've made some adjustments here and there in games. It's helped. But we got to just give it time. I mean, this, I mean, the difference between Bryce's year he won the Heisman and the next year, what was the thing that happened? Offensive line issues. Mm-hmm. Bryce is running for his life this second year. What changed? Offensive line. Youth plugged in. Some of those guys are still in the places they were last year. So, you know, you got to look at this deal. You could put Joe Montana. You could put, I mean, the greatest quarterbacks out there in the game in the NFL right now. <clears throat> put, the, put, the, put, put the kid from USC that we just talked about. Going to be the Williams. Going to be the greatest draft pick in the history. All right, if he's that good, put him behind... Put him behind UAB's offensive line. What happens? This is a right. team sport. You got to plug in all the the things. We could bring back Tua right now. Put him back there, or in our or in our lovely caller's case, we could bring back whoever. Put him back. Put Mac Blake, Jones back there. Blake Sims. Put 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 Blake Sims back there. Put whoever back there. It's a team sport, and if the offensive line is not doing their job, you're going to be running. So, hey, if given a choice of who I've got back there, if we got to run, I know who I want back there. And exactly. I want a guy that can take yeah. the hits. I mean, I don't think, God bless him, Ty, you, you need to gain about 20 pounds before you make, take that next step because I don't know if you can survive some of the hits that our quarterback has had to take so far this year. Well, well so, you know, you know, it's, it's a lot of things going on here we got to look at. No doubt. I mean, you look at about since we're not going to use his name as you say so um he is spewing uh he's his heart you know since you threw a scripture out here you know the one that i, I would give to him is like where your treasure is that your heart will be also um so uh he shows his heart he shows who he is you know out of the the mouth the heart speaks right so uh we know we know i've, I've said it you didn't you know, you might have missed it, but I've been called the elephant in the room out, and and I said a lot of people still have a problem with a, a, a black quarterback. Now, you know, you don't want to to always play that, but some people do. I'm not saying the masses, but it's not the masses. It's just certain people that have this mystique that they can't get past that. Right? They're just going to think of a running quarterback. No running quarterback can never win a championship. You know. In his mind, a quarterback should look like Tom Brady. A quarterback should look like, you know, this and that. Now he give he'll give uh, you know, certain ones a little credit, but Bryce Young. But other than that, it's like, come on, dude, get past it. The man is seven and one. 
the man is winning. It may not look like how you want it to look, the way you think a quarterback should look. But in today's game, you know, there are more African-American quarterbacks, black quarterbacks playing the position right now is, is changing. People are using athletic quarterbacks, and here's the reason why. Because offensive yeah. line, as you alluded to, having a more difficult time blocking the speed that you're seeing from defensive linemen. Um, so you yeah. better have somebody with the capability, somebody that can improvise, extend plays. If you don't, you're going to be a sitting duck, right? Uh, yeah. So that's why this thing is changing. It's changing to a guy that does not need to throw it 75%. You know, the game is changing to a guy that can move around. You know, the Jalen Hurts, people like that. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes, as great as a thrower he is, people sleep on the fact that he makes huge plays with his legs and every because he can run, right? Uh, oh, so no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's sad that he won't give the guy his credit. Is he perfect? Absolutely not. He's young. Oh, he the... still hasn't started. He hasn't started double-digit games yet. I mean, think about yeah. this, how young this guy is. I know he's been here on his third year, but he hadn't been playing. I mean, and practice yeah. is a lot different than the game. You gain oh, yeah, experience, well, not from practice. You gain experience through playing in meaningful games. And he's doing yeah. that. So, um, you know, he brought you back. He, you were behind. Everybody said we, we, Alabama can't win from you know being behind. Well, he proved that wrong. He came back. Oh, he no. had, do you need yeah. good defense for that? Absolutely. So, you know, oh, people you like, and they say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and they say, you know, well, well, we couldn't, we can't win a game off his arm, what we already have. Can't come back, what of. we have. You know, I mean, you got to look at, hey, quarterback A's out there, support him, love him, support him, lift him up. Then from that point forward, B, C, D, what's her record if B, C, and D were playing? You don't know. You can't say that, but they're not. So guess what? You can't change that. You're not Coach Saban. <laughs> you're not the one making the calls. Right. So, you know. Like I say, you know, I, as I, as I've gotten older, I still enjoy it. But as the world turns and as the world is speaking right now, we better be working on something else. Four things have nothing to do with what's coming. You better get ready. God bless y'all. Hey, God I bless hope you, uh, uh, the, uh, before the LSU game, y'all guys going to be on the same page, same place uh, before the LSU game. I mean, y'all were separated this weekend. When it, when it, no, we've been at the same place uh, this time. All right, I'm going to try my best to get out there and at least shake your hand and say hello to y'all. God bless yeah, you. Yeah, come Love on, y'all. man. Give me Take one care. of them God blesses and a hallelujah roll tide. I look forward to seeing All right. you. All right. All right, man. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. We'll there see you, Dino, at Buffalo's Cafe right there in Midtown Village. So make sure you check those guys out again. Buffalo's Cafe right there in Midtown Village with all the wings, tacos, burgers, you name it. We do our show there every Friday on home game weekends. We also are there on Wednesdays for bash night. All you can eat wings for $17.99 and fries. You can't beat it. Weekday specials just $9.99. I'm telling you, folks, this place is a hidden gem. Buffalo's Cafe. I'm telling you, right there in Midtown Village, you will not be dis- dis- excuse me, you will not be disappointed. Plus, you can always go watch the games there on the weekend. I mean, it's phenomenal. They got the bar over there, big restaurant, plenty of space. So go check those guys out. Buffalo's Cafe. Want to see you guys there. Let's head back out to the phone lines real quick to KJ, who's been patiently waiting. KJ, welcome into the Miller's Edge. Hey, how's it? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, uh, what's up, KJ? His name, but I'm gonna mention his name. Joseph is something else. <laughs> Joseph is something else. Um, and we, I caught him in a lie too, because he said yesterday that he became an Alabama fan when Nick Saban got there. But then today he switched it up and said he became an Alabama fan when Don Shula got there. Like, come on, man. But come on, like, what's the way I mean with Mike Shula? Like, come on. Stop lying, man. You just, you're a bandwagon <laughs> fan. And on top of that, like, like, what can, Milrow cannot do nothing. Like, Milrow cannot, and I'm going to say it, 
Miro cannot do anything to like get the appreciation from them people. And whoever them people is, they make it whoever whoever they want to be. It's a group of people that just would not let this kid win. They said first that he was a rugby-style quarterback, that all he can do is run the football. And it seemed like Milrow was saying purposely, if y'all want to put that label on me, I'm going to sit back here and I will not run the ball. I'm just going to throw the yep. football. Now we see him throwing the football nonstop. They said he can't make either minute, uh, either minute passes. He's been throwing the ball short nonstop. Like, every stereotype that you guys are trying to put on him, he has been breaking those stereotypes. Not to the point that you guys want him to run now. Like, now you want him to run. Like, well, why is he not using his leg? Like, come on, the kid cannot. Like, he can't do anything to save his life. But um, KJ, they, they, did this, they did this to Lamar Jackson. Let me say this real quick. They did it to Lamar. Lamar Jackson had the same issue, right? And what, what happened like was... Lamar Jackson? What's Lamar that? Jackson is unapologetically him. And I wish right. that Nero takes on that type of uh, mentality. Be unapologetically who you are. Don't not listen to any of these naysay- naysayers. Or, like, I, I don't even like that 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 blank thing. Because I, I don't care what a naysayer has to say about me. But, <laughs> I call him but here's the thing, though. But, family and God. Right. But here's the thing, KJ. Okay, Lamar Jackson for years though, it took him a long time to get out of that, right? Because he was trying to prove to the people that he can be a pocket passer. It hurt so much of it, national media, local media, you know, all the social media, right? And and you get into this place in your mind that I have to prove that, hey, I can throw the football down the field. I can read defense because basically when people say that, it's it's a, it's a shot at the person's uh, you know ability to learn. When you say you can't read defense, it's just a, a nice way to say, well, the guy's not smart enough to He's read what's covered to, or it's where the blitz is coming, or to check out of this package. That's what you're saying. He's he's not right. a, a academically able to do that, right? That's what they said. Let's get that on the record first, and then they try they overly try to prove that they can throw the ball to the football. Now, that's what happened to Lamar Jackson. Now, and there lies a problem with Jalen Miro because he he hangs in the pocket sometimes way too long. If you go back and watch the tape, there are, I mean, holes he open up and he can pull it and run for 40 yards. He won't throw it. He won't run it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of right. like it because they beg for this, so now this is what I'm going to give you. So this is what you guys said I couldn't. Yeah. But I'm screaming to run the ball, and he's still standing there looking for somebody to get up. But I'm just saying, but that's the problem, KJ, when these guys hear all this, this, these utterances, right, that they try to get out of the game. Right? Be you. Be unapologetic. Be you. Be a football player. What Jalen Hurts is now, he's a football player, right? One quick thing before – uh-oh, y'all playing the music. One quick thing I wanted to say uh, before. Uh, he said that – Milro was the worst quarterback in saving area. Not true. If you look at Hurts' first numbers, his first year numbers, even though he was a freshman, Milro is a seed in that times 10. And when Milro first came in, people around, like in recruiting, they told me, hey, listen, he's a better passer than what Jalen Hurts was coming into it. And you can see it. So I don't know what he's talking about with that. And Hurts just spanked uh, Tua, their, their God, recently. So we, we're going to leave that on that. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> KJ, appreciate the phone call, my friend. No wow. Uh, Joseph is, uh, he started a flame, didn't he? A fire. Matter of fact, he started a forest fire. <laughs> so, he really did. Well, well, I mean, let me throw this out real quick just before we, we uh, get a break. I mean, in the past five games alone, Miro has been sacked 23 times. 
just in the past five games. Now, granted, you're right. He holds the ball too long sometimes. He probably is responsible for a couple of those. But again, the, the guy is just under a microscope to where like he can't do anything right. And then people just discredit the, the things around him, right? It was specifically mm-hmm. the protection. Like you have to throw that in the equation. No quarterback was going to be able to play their best if they're having people breathe down their neck every, you know, as soon as the ball snapped or when the ball snapped at their ankles every couple snaps. You know what I mean? So you got to take all that into consideration. But anyway, I just want to throw that in there. For well, you. Yeah. He, also, he, he also has only thrown one more interception than Caleb Williams all year. So do with that what you want as well. Yeah, man, let's not forget all the times that he's been hit, like, in the kidneys when Clayton probably just opened up the gates, you know. Um, so, anyway, it is what it is. I mean, some people just not going to adjust. Uh, we got more folks on hold, 205-342-9904. Let's take a timeout and come back, take more of your phone calls. Here on a Talking Tuesday, Christian, CJ, Pastor Payne, Noah, and all together in concert, folks, Justin Jones. We'll be back in a moment. From our home base in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States and from around the world. We're here for the rookies and the dreamers trying to make a name for themselves. We are here for the achievers who are resilient and won't take no for an answer. We're here for the coaches, athletic trainers, and mentors who are shaping the next generation of legends. We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over injury. Learn more at andrewsportsmedicine.com. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to the Miller's Edge on a Talking Tuesday. Corey Miller, Pastor Payne. Christian Miller. Cam Newton calling Deacon. Sheriff. What do you call you, Deacon yep. Sheriff? Yep, yep, you got it. Deacon Sheriff. Why do you call you Deacon Sheriff? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I used to have You had that weird mustache had, back then. It wasn't weird. For, okay, excuse me. One weird. It was It was a great mustache. You know, a lot of people were very uh, complimentary of it, right? You know, and this was before, you know, Top Gun came out and all these guys, now all of a sudden they wanted to wear a mustache. So I was, I was one of the few young... Young Bucks wearing a mustache. Buddy, a, buddy a Top Gun came solid. out a long time ago. No, no, no. I mean the second Top Gun that came out recently where all these guys started getting the mustaches again. I know the original came out a while ago, but I was the first one rocking that mustache before the second Top Gun came out. Just So that's on the record. So he called me Deacon Sheriff because I guess he said I kind of gave it, gave off that, that Deacon vibe. You know, I kind of had that aura about me. You know, I'm just laid back, don't say too much. Got a thick mustache, and I, I guess he just... Paired those together. He said, look, a deacon and a sheriff. So there you go. That was my nickname. Yeah, deacon sheriff. That's what he called him. Uh, that's pretty funny. 205-342-9904. Uh, we'll get to George here in just a moment and making it. But, Gal, I'm going to throw this out. And then after George, I want you to talk about Caleb because you mentioned Caleb Williams. Um, there was uh, it's been a lot of scuttlebutt because a national media personality said that he should stop playing. Southern Cal will not be in the playoffs. Now he should step away and now focus on his NFL career because he's probably going to be uh, the overall overall number one pick. And uh, I want to get to that in just a moment. So just be thinking about that 
Do you think players like Caleb Williams should step away when your team can't make the playoffs, don't need to play? Or do you think he should continue to play and finish with his brothers? To the phones we go. George in Macon. George, thanks for your great... Welcome in. George, you there? Going once, twice, sold, and I think we'll head to next caller. George, circle back if you want to. Uh, I think we lost you. Uh, who do we have next? Is it Rick? Hey there. Hey, guys. Um, first of all, really enjoy the show. Y'all are entertaining. I like the dad and son uh, back and forth. <laughs> Uh, really <laughs> thank you, thank that. you, thank I you. That with my, yeah, I have that with my son as well. So, <laughs> in fact, on some of these same issues we've, y'all been talking about, I, I've always hung <laughs> up about some of these, the previous, the previous two uh, callers kind of stole my thunder. You know, I, I, as I listen to y'all, it just uh, I, can we ever get over the race thing at some point? I mean, I just um, it does really bother me personally that kind of thing. But um, but I understand it kind of probably will be with us still. Um, until we end it all here. But um, in the meantime, talking about Milrow, I, I just think that, you know, I don't, I don't want to re repeat too much of what was said, but we know we have a weaker offensive line. We know we have receivers that are not, you know, Devontae Smith type. Uh, we we have we don't have running backs that are Derrick Henry, Eddie Lacy, um, even Brian Robinson that can hammer the line like like we've had before. And I, I think y'all probably agree with that. I'm, not that the backs aren't good. Uh, I just don't – some of that seems like it would kind of loosen things up a little bit. I, I agree with the pastor that, you know, the play calling is, is um, not been what, you know, what I think it should have been. I, I'm not an offensive coach. I've never been one. But I, I just been watching the game for years. I just feel like, you know, that we they could have made things better for Milrow if that, that had happened. Um, mm -hmm. Having said all that, I I, um, I was listening again to the broadcast uh, from the Tennessee game last night, and I the, in the middle of the half, they talked about the interview that Gary Danielson had had with Milrow, and when when they came to the part talking about him running whether he should run the ball or not, and they said that he made it clear to them, I'm not a running quarterback. Um, so what kind of came to mind with that? I know these players, and you know, I mean, obviously y'all played the game. You more recently, Christian, you know, people get in your ear, you know, uh, different people. Um, and so it came to mind, is it possible that he, as Milrow has got maybe, you know, I don't want to say an agent or people who are close to him that in some way, have, you know, emphasized to him, hey, you you need to be stay in the pocket. You know, you need to be a pocket passer because it's your better chance to be successful and be able to play in the NFL. Is that possible? That so maybe he's overthinking that a little bit. Now this past game, I mean, we saw he broke out and ran a few times, and I hope that's kind of the way we're going. But um, am I right about that? It could be somebody's kind of got in his ear, maybe that's causing him to do that. Rick, we appreciate you calling. Hope you call back again soon. That, that's that's a great point. Yes, it's possible, um, but is it likely? I mean, if if I had to guess, I, I think it's more so probably internal. I think he might just hear the chatter himself. He probably hears the chatter about other quarterbacks that came before him, not necessarily here, but like my dad mentioned, like Lamar Jackson, a guy that was very athletic. You know, they basically told him at the combine, you know, he should try uh, another position. If 
correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he he uh, he didn't even run his forty at the combine because he said it was pointless. He didn't need to. He didn't need right. to prove anything, right? Yeah. So I mean, if I had to guess, I don't know if he has an agent or anybody telling him that. I mean, I'm sure he probably just hears the noise and knows kind of the the, the stigma around uh, you know athletic quarterbacks and people not thinking that they can throw the ball. So if I had to guess, he probably just wants to prove that himself uh, to people that he is a passer. Uh, of the football, but it's it's tough to say. I mean, I, I, again, I mean, we could probably ask him, and he could tell you. Uh, he can give you a, a true answer on that, Rick. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, kind of like my dad was saying earlier, he just got to be himself. You know, I'm right. um, looking at tape, and there's times where there are windows there. If the, the look, if the if the pass isn't there, right, you go through your reads real quick. It's not there, and there's a big gap. You know, the the a gap is wide open, right? You just got to take that. I mean, we saw Joe Milton take advantage of those things. Joe, Joe Milton you know, scrambled and got all type of yardage, right? I mean, Blake Sims used to do it all the time when I played with him in 2014. And someone there, yeah. he's taken off. And then really, if we're being honest with you, Blake Sims had Amari Cooper. He looked for Coop. If Coop wasn't there, Blake was running. And and, and it worked okay for us. Obviously, you know, we didn't get the job done against Ohio State in the playoffs, but they were a really good football team. We still, you know, exceeded expectations that year. And he did himself. Personally, he set all type of records. So... You just gotta yeah. play your game and be yourself. But he, he felt comfortable with who in his skin, right? Rick, here's the thing: he's not hearing it from an agent. He's hearing it in his own ears. He's hearing what everybody's saying. He's watching right. all these ESPN shows and watching the late night shows, and people keep questioning who he is. But I will say this: I, I've watched him a lot. I studied Jalen Miro a lot. He is really not, guys, a natural runner of the football. He doesn't have that natural running instinct. That's why I've been yelling for, you know, Tommy Reese to call more quarterback runs, right? Those are already etched in stone. He's When he decides to run, he's an excellent runner, but he is not a natural. This is probably why he said to Gary Danielson, hey, I'm not a running quarterback. He wants to be a pocket quarterback. He wants to be a traditional, but his skill set says otherwise. So you can just tell he's not comfortable just boom, boom. You know, you see like Jalen Hurts or you see like some of these other guys decision real quick and they're gone. And that's why I say he needs to process the information, see the field quickly and be quick and decisive and turn and run the football. Thanks for the, it was a great question, uh, Rick. Back to the phones we go. We got about four minutes here. We want to go fast. Scott, welcome in. You're up next. Well, thank you. Thank you, Corey. Yes, sir. I've listened uh, every day since y'all just started, but I've listened a long time before. I've called in a couple times on different shows. That guy's got to go. Joseph. So we're gonna we're gonna do a better job of of um, definitely uh, garnering uh, how we said uh, screening those phone calls real quick. Julie's up next. Go ahead, Julie. 
Good morning, brethren. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Chris. How are you? I am blessed. Um, I'm calling Good. in to apologize to you, Christian, if I've ever offended you or made you feel uncomfortable. It was never intended that way. Now, first and foremost. You're fine. No, you're fine. I love my team. I love my team. I love Alabama Crimson Tide football. Coach Nick Saban and Jalen Milrow. I love Jalen Hurt. I'm sick and damn tired of these people that are racist and can't accept a black quarterback. Case closed. I love you all. God bless you. This is the best show on Tide 100.9 FM. I love you all. God bless Thank you. Thank you. God Thank bless you, so you much, too. Julie. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you. I'm, I'm in. Wow. This has been... Uh, let me let me throw this out there for anybody confused. When she meant she didn't ever want me to feel uncomfortable. That one time she was calling and giving me a hard time about not saying roll tide loud enough. That that's all that was. And then Julie, yeah. I promise you're fine. You didn't offend me yet whatsoever. We are all good and we love and appreciate you and all your support. So thank you so much, Julie. Nah, we do. Joseph, I mean, God. Joseph, watch out for the bob with the pitchforks and the torches. <laughs> listen, I'll say this because we, you know, we got to get out of here. But um, listen, our heart is to be right to people, and we try to be uh, let people have their say on the talk radio because that's what it is. But when you get to a point when it's just these same old stuff, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to take a stand and say, yeah, no, we're not going to do it no more because that's not what we should be talking about. We should be talking about how this young man and these young players are working hard and growing. Yes, we do criticize, you know, constructive criticism, criticism, I get that out, but we're not going to get into all this stuff. So, Joseph, I mean, man, I just pray that your heart, look inside your heart and see you, see what it is, right? And um, hopefully you can change that. we got to get up out of here for Christian Miller for two checks. Justin Jones, no, I'm the pastor of pain. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow as we rush around the SEC. God bless you all. Talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to The Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily 